This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Good morning, everyone. It's episode 65 of Radiant 65. Reflections. Right I'm kind on. of, I'm kind of trying to pay attention to our episode numbers a little bit better. Oh, Haley knows good. them because she produces the podcast. Which she was at Disney World or Land, I don't know, one of those last week. And that's okay. why the podcast was delayed on YouTube, because she was enjoying a family vacation. All right. It's awesome. I'd be curious, Haley, you'll have to tell, what parks did you go to? Because doesn't Disney, don't they have like a thousand different parks? I don't know. I don't, it just seemed, cause You like, mean like Universal and Epcot and all that kind of stuff? I don't know, because oh. like, you know, I've been to Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. and that's like a specific park right mm-hmm. but that isn't magic kingdom that's with the castle and all like the i think the that's where they character went character guys and stuff that's comment like below Haley. park i don't know i can't keep it all i can't keep it all straight but. i i think i think that they went to that one okay. to the magic one because i saw uh pictures of scotty with princesses and stuff oh, okay. on facebook yeah. so it looked well, pretty it yeah is. it looked pretty cool she okay. was cute as a button yeah rock and roll yeah well, here we are, yeah. episode 65, coming off of a first installment of a brand new teaching series. Yes. But- How long is this series lasting, Josh? Do you know? Uh, it'll probably- Will it be might, up till we Easter might, like, or- tweak it, yeah, in okay. some way, shape, or form. Okay. We'll probably get us to Easter. Cool. Um, this theme, anyways, if not this specific mm-hmm. series title. Unpack it. Unpack the theme and the series title, and then we'll, we'll talk coffee. Okay. So we're, we're in a series ER. We're looking at yeah. emotionally healthy, holy relationships. It's Not really, the classic it's, TV it's, show? No. Did you George watch the Clooney. show? I didn't. Dude, my I, wife and I, we watched that I show. I don't like medical shows. Yeah. I don't know why. I like, you know, I think some of the ones that Nicole and I used to watch, like NCIS. Yes. Uh, that kind of a thing. Sure. Uh, we liked White Collar. Law and Order. See, I never watched Law and Order. Okay, I liked White Collar though. Okay, uh, we did for a little while. We did we did a, the first few seasons of Burn Notice. Mm, I'm not it's about a spy one. who gets burned or whatever. But it was just it was one of those like it got mm-hmm. to be nails on chalkboard. They would just they use the name of Jesus just so often as an as expletive. Like an expletive. And it's yeah, like yeah. nah, I I can't yeah, I can't do that anymore. I'm not down for it. So, but this is not that ER. This it's is not so emotionally healthy, mm-hmm. holy relationships. It's mm. really a spinoff of reclaiming holiness. Yes, it's just kind of it's saying, all right, let's a little now bit let's of a deeper dive mm-hmm. on one particular aspect mm-hmm. of holiness. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, what does it look like for us to be relationally holy? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's not. I like that Ryan gave in a sense a disclaimer because mm-hmm. sometimes you think, oh, the church is doing a series on relationships. It's all about marriage, no. right? I mean, right. we're all in relationship, whether mm-hmm. it's it's your neighbor, your coworker, your friend, your your mom, your you know whatever. Yep. Uh, relationships are far broader than marriage. There will be some things that we hit on that cover marriage, mm-hmm. but yeah, by and large, it's it's about how do we interact with other human beings? Yeah. In a manner that is is healthy and holy. Yeah, so. I'll be excited. I'll be excited to see some more uh, things unpacked in this series. But uh, to start, we are drinking. Um, Coffee from our own Madcap, which is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Lisa once again has put the painter's tape over the tasting notes. Lisa, the- I don't know if you listen or watch, but you're hardcore. You're a pro. Thanks mm-hmm. for uh, keeping the, the playing field even yep. right here. This is the Hunapu. Hunapu. That's exactly Hunapu. what I was going to say from Guatemala. <laughs> Let's see if we can get this. Or would it be Hunapu? I don't know. What do you think would be better? It's like the Didachi. Oop, I got to block my... What if I block my... Oh, there it is. If I block my face with my coffee cup, yeah, it works. It, it's eyeball detection. Madcap is... We've drank coffee from them before. Uh, it, this is really, really good coffee. I've been pulling shots of espresso with this in the mornings. Very, very good. Um, yeah. Anytime I go to Grand Rapids, I generally will buy... You grab a bag? At least two. two, two to four, because I don't like, I'm a cheapskate. I don't want to pay for shipping. So anytime <laughs> I'm in a city where there, that's why we did that's all, yeah, yeah. I probably saved 30 or $40 just by stopping at shops on the way around. But um, that's, yeah, Madcap, I definitely, and then I'll just freeze it. So I, Parlor had a, like a Valentine's sale 
like they on some of their duos. So I just ordered okay. two bags of Ethiop, two different Ethiopians from Parlor. Nice. Uh, yeah, they had a pretty good, pretty good deal. Tasty. I mean, Tasty. the deal gets a little bit less good when you pay the shipping. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and and that's usually you know eight to ten bucks. Yep. So yeah, just depending. Yep. That's why I like to load up. And then I have a vacuum sealer, uh, like an actual one of those ones you put in the plastic bags, mm. you know, and these you suck all the air out, and then I freeze them. So I do that to keep everything fresh. Hunapu from Guatemala. What are you tasting, okay. Josh? I'm going to say blueberry. Okay, blueberry. Lilac. Mm, I don't. Which I don't. I don't know. Josh. That's just what that just comes. Is to there mind. anything better than when the lilacs, the purple and white lilac bushes bloom in the spring? So did I ever tell you the story or wisterias? No. So uh, years and years. This was like before I moved out uh, of my parents' house. There was a, we had a couple around the yard. We had a couple of pussy willow trees. Sure. You know, um, and we had one that was kind of like growing right up by the neighbor's fence. And my dad says, oh, like, I need you to go out and cut down that tree, you know, by the fence or whatever. Yeah. Like, so I'm out there. I'm like going to town on this. <laughs> How big around was it? And my mom comes out. <laughs> she's like, she's freaking out. Because I don't know if I... I just, I don't remember, mom or dad, you'll have to- Did you notch it the wrong side to no, like fall on your house? No, but what what I did was whether I did it instead of the correct tree or in addition to the correct tree, <laughs> I also cut down one of my mom's favorite lilac bushes. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> they smell so, so good. They do. It's intoxicating. Do. When you go through the yard, wisteria is also that same. So, okay, lilac, What what else did you say? Blueberry. Blueberry. Okay. What are you what are you putting out there? I'm saying I'm saying grapefruit. I'm saying I can, I can there's a there's a grapefruity feel. Lemon zest. And we're gonna need like a like a more of a mm. No, it's all it's all citrus to me. I'm going grapefruit. Like on the back of your back of the teeth. Sides. You've got like sides a, of the tongue. I didn't roll it. Yeah, you got to let it roll off the sides. The sides of the tongue. I, I, that's where I taste mm. those sort of more acidic things. I don't even know if that's real, like, but I do. Hunapu from Guatemala. Let's see what we got here. Here's layer number one. Uh, wow. Yeah. Like double layered yep. painter's tape over there? Because we could see through. Oh, no. Let's hope I don't. <laughs> you're gonna rip like, the label right yeah, off the we'd bag. have to go on the internets okay or we're just both okay right all the time okay so i think we should vanilla okay you said lilac orange blossom which is a flowery sort of thing hmm. and honeydew huh. honeydew is like one of those it's like a cantaloupe it's i the, like a melon it's the yeah. trash honeydew. of fruit you don't like honeydew melon those things smell like a like a trash can. They smell like a kit. It's terrible. I know. Oh, I see, I like. I, can't. I like me some some cantaloupe, some honeydew melon. Mm, yeah, no, can't it's do good it. stuff. Vanilla, orange blossom, and honey honeydew uh, uh, hunapu hanapu. We don't know. We have no idea. But from Guatemala, it's a very good coffee. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. So we weren't on good stuff. on those. But yeah, we uh, no points today. Mm -mm. But that's all right. No, that's all right. We'll Episode 65. Reclaim some points next week. The title of the message was how to break the quit cycle. The Which quit isn't cycle. actually like a question. So it should be how do you break the quit cycle? Right. I don't know. Yeah. How do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do we break the quit cycle? Yeah. Yeah. What was what was uh, standing out to you in the text? And then also just kind well, of. I know we're going to camp in one area, but. Yeah. First, I'm going to I'm going to read the expanded text. I actually. Okay. Personally, I think we should have done that this whole chunk. Okay. In Colossians three, so I'm going to read verses cool. twelve, which is where we hung yes. out yesterday, yep. all the way through seventeen. Okay, cool. It says this: Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. 
Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Hmm. I just felt like that kind of added some layers. And that was to, the CSB. That was CSB. CSB version. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... No, I just yeah, I like that. And and there's a theme as you go through that. One of the themes that you see there is is gratitude. Mm. Uh, in that chunk of five verses, it comes up at least three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, which if you tap into some of the some of the brain science stuff that we're looking at, yes. some of these other you know other pieces, yes. where leadership, uh, yes. other half of church, um, some of those uh, like I haven't read the Joy Switch, but I I started. Okay. Um, uh, the Four Habits for a Joyful Life, which is Chris okay. Corsi and, okay. uh, and Marcus Warner. I'm Marcus interested Warner to see the, what you find with that one. So, I mean, and okay. one of the things that they do, one of the themes, they word it slightly different, but essentially gratitude uh, yeah. is is a pretty big component to yeah. their whole model. Well, in the so, other half of church, they say gratitude is where joy starts. It's where joy starts. That's in chapter four uh, of of uh yeah in, in rare leadership they use the word appreciation okay because right, it fits better sure. in their acronyms i will sure. say my only beef with, <laughs> with with their stuff is like r-a-r-e well you know you've just got to keep track of so many different acronyms yeah because yeah. like for, yeah. for for rare right the r-a-r-e yeah like for for your first one right yeah. remain relational they've got an act like a sub acronym yeah and then for returning to joy there's you have the cake the cake acronym yes right? so it's like it's like holy cow i need like a a flow chart you need a glossary here for all of these acronyms and then they've got a whole different one in the four habits of joy-filled people okay and i'm like i'm like oh. i don't even think i remembered acronym the, overload the rare one i i highlighted it's in the book so rare, but, it's it's remain relational right uh <laughs> always be yourself yes uh return to joy yes and endure hardship well Oh, that's good. And they would say that if you do the first three, then you'll yeah. do the, the fourth one. Yeah, you'll be able to so, endure hardship yeah. well. But, yeah. But no, so gratitude is a is a mm-hmm. theme there. Yeah. Um, but Ryan really focused there in Colossians 3, 12, talking about Paul's admonition to take off and put on. Take off and put on. What what do you think was was meant by that? In, are you talking in how Ryan utilized yeah, it yeah. or how, how Paul used it? Well, I mean, in the context of relationships, I think it's it's important to remember that the way that we are isn't necessarily the way that we should be. Oh, that's right? good. I mean, and in such an individualistic yeah. culture, we think, oh, well, no, hey, look, yeah. this is just who I am. Well, yeah, right. but who you are is stupid. My temperament. Right, like this is- My I mean, number. And, and we can, and those are important things yes. to recognize about ourselves. Yes. But we will often, unfortunately- use it as a as something to hide behind right uh rather mm-hmm. than something to be made aware of oh this is this is how mm-hmm. uh this actually gets in my way right you know more often there are strengths there are benefits to your temperament to your yes. personality all yes. those things we've talked about that you know on multiple occasions on this podcast yep um but when we hide behind well no this is just who i am right we need to remember that who i am is tainted by sin Right, and so then we're called to to take that off, right? Yeah. This old nature, this mm-hmm. this aspect of me that's been warped and twisted and mm-hmm. and made into something that God never intended. I have to I have to take that off, and instead, yeah, I've got to put on all these things, you know, compassion and patience yeah. and and love and all, and all these different things. So mm-hmm. to to engage in relationships in a healthy manner, yeah, right. There has to be a recognition that mm-hmm. that I have to I have to change. Yeah. Right. There has to be a shift in me, not to, oh, well, I just have to be who this other person wants me to be. No, right. no, 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 no. Right. I have to be who God wants me to be. Right. So, sorry, you were going to say no, something. No, no, I, I, I was just going to say, no, 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 no. I, uh, I was just going to say, I think that that's why, like, initially when he first started talking about the title of the message, you know, he, he did say it takes two people, mm-hmm. you know, it takes two people for, for, uh, the capacity to to stop that quit cycle and maybe we should define that quit cycle uh 
Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he or gets what into... it means to quit. I, I think overall, because we do want to, we don't want to just say, okay, this message was about divorce. No, this no, could no, be cause... about breakup. This could be about just just qu- quitting on any relationship in your life, like giving up. But well, and I think you can extrapolate it to to a variety of contexts. Yeah, right. I mean, he talked about how kind of the uh, your first step might be to to quote unquote quit on the small stuff. Before you get to the big stuff, right? Go to a yeah. go to a marriage, right? The big quit would be divorce, right? Like in in the workplace, right. the right. big quit is like you you quit, like you you right. leave this job, like yeah. I don't work for you anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, within within friendship, like hey, mm-hmm. you know, we're not hanging out anymore. Yep. There could be small quits along the way. This sort of paved the path to the big one. Yes, I mean, within a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. This could be things like yeah, you know what. I'm just, yeah, we're not going to really date anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not going to foster any sort of romantic element to our relationship. Right. In the workplace, right, some of these small quits are, you know what, man, when I first came in and I'm in the kind of that honeymoon phase. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm I'm first one in, last one out. I'm go, go, go. Now <laughs> it's like, you know what, I'm going to yeah, coast. Eh, I'll coast. I'll do the bare minimum. Like, I'll do yeah. my job, but that's about it. And maybe I'm not even going to do that to the full Mm -hmm. ability that i have right those are some of those smaller quits right within a friendship maybe you get to be like man i used to text them all the time yeah you know if they text me maybe i'll respond and we kind of abdicate uh initiation uh you know within that one way yeah and and it becomes this Mm -hmm. lopsided relationship so there are a variety of ways that we can Mm -hmm. quit across the variety of contexts and it's important to be uh, kind of aware of those things it seems like passion you know the passion part of the of of the relationship is the one of the first things to go like when you lose that energy towards mm-hmm. like wanting to connect with that friend via text or or wanting to um uh have that date night with your spouse or whatever it is that or that energy in the project at work like you really want to get that thing done uh i just wonder this is why my my line of work so we've got different managers over different departments and we will tell what i've told our our management team is to tell them never delay praise Mm. ever if you're in the middle of a project and you have this thought come into your mind about something good that someone has done on our team put your stuff down (laughs) stop your thing call them text them email them because it's never going to be the enemy of our souls that brings encouragement or brings that passion Mm. or that spark into a relationship and so i wonder how often maybe even before we start losing some of that passion maybe we're we're not sensitive to the prompting of the spirit to say you know what you need to send that text to that friend and encourage them or you need to order those flowers uh for the missus or or what you know whatever it might be there i think god is faithful to give us these little promptings that will maybe stop that that paving of the way towards the big quit mm. and we need to be listening for god's voice mm-hmm. in those things mm-hmm. um yeah but he did say it takes two people um to to break the quit cycle it can't just be one person no, although, there, I mean, there are things that you can do, yeah. right? I mean, because that, that would be another way that we kind of abdicate responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, hey, they don't want to change. I get, I'm out, you know, versus, right. I mean, you see in scripture, Paul's talking to believers. He says, hey, if you have an unbelieving spouse, right? You mm-hmm. come into faith, your spouse isn't a believer. Right. If they're willing to remain, remain you stick with it. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, so there's there are some things mm-hmm. where like, oh, well, hey, if it's not going to be a 50-50, I'm out of here. No. Mm, nope. Is that how God <laughs> works with us? Right. I hope not. No, and it's not. I know. <laughs> no, no. But Ryan did did say, and I th- I thought it was very important that he identified, and even listeners, viewers, if you're divorced mm. or even separated right now, um, in a marriage context, or maybe uh, a boyfriend girlfriend, and there's a separation right now, some some space or time. Um, there are some real and legitimate reasons that the Bible does. Um, and Ryan said very wisely, you know, we can't really double click on that in this message. And if you wanted to know more, uh, you can connect with Ryan. You could t- connect with Pastor Brandon, Josh or I, uh, Pastor John, Pastor Pam, uh, Pastor Karen. You know, there's plenty of people on the staff that you could connect with to, to know more about what the scriptures say about that. I mean, uh, some of the some of the big one of the biggest ones in the marriage context is is infidelity. Uh, Jesus identifies infidelity as a biblically legitimate reason 
to divorce it isn't an imperative i I was gonna say and that's an important distinction to make because i think even in that place i think the father's heart is for restoration yes if possible if possible yeah right and and again this is where that it takes two to tango kind of thing comes in yeah right because you might you know (laughs) you might not be able to have the capacity like you want to restore yeah. And they serve you divorce papers. I mean, right. I, mean I mean, it's right. There's right. a lot. Of, if there's just straight up factors. unfaithfulness and yeah. yeah. So um, I think another one that, that the whole staff would, would agree upon would be, you know, if you find yourself in a relationship where you feel endangered in any way, you need to separate Well, separation. Yeah. And yeah. there's a, there's a spectrum there, right? Yeah. Like separation does not automatically mean divorce. There are seasons where I think the healthiest thing mm-hmm. is, is for some separation, particularly mm-hmm. in uh, an abusive situation, yes. Yes. something where, you know, mm-hmm. you know, a spouse or the kids, you know, somebody yes. like are actually yep. in danger. Yep. Um, or, I mean, physically, of mentally, course. emotionally, like yeah. anything like that. Yeah. And um, if you find yourself listener viewer in, in one of those situations, um, get help, you know, get, get, uh, talking with someone about that. It's, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else, Josh? Um, do we want to bounce back to kind of the whole zone thing? Uh, and a- just- absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think he camped, uh, quite a ways there or quite, quite, quite a while there. And I thought it was really, it was really good. He shared three zones that we get into. And then also he shared three solutions um, to kind of help these things, um, to, to maybe unpack uh, that first zone, Josh. Yeah. So this is he called it the A zone, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of the wording that he uses. This is this is the period that's full of promise, right? This mm-hmm. is your your yep. honeymoon phase. That's what I have, full of promise. For for lack of a, a better mm-hmm. way, way to say it, right? This is where, like, you think I think of like the movie Bambi, you know, yeah. when he's Twitter pated. Right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's very like, good. Woo! Yes. Like things are great again, and yeah. this this can happen in the context of romantic relationships. This can happen mm-hmm. at a job, yeah. right? You get this job, and you're like, oh, this right. is amazing. My coworkers are amazing. My boss yep. is amazing. Yep. I love it here. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll work here for the rest of my life, <laughs> right? And just everything is you know yeah. going up and to the right, high in the sky. Uh, yeah, mentally, emotionally, physically, like things yep. are, are moving and grooving. Yep. Uh, that's kind of this phase, right? You make a new friend, and you're like, oh, this is great. We have so much in common. Mm-hmm. We're like we're doing all this stuff we're having fun we're you know yeah. going to this or that or the other thing and i i don't know why this is popping into my head josh but it is um it's it's like the first time you eat a hot dog it's like mm, <laughs> this hot dog's really really good this tastes great and then later in your life you come to find out how hot dogs are made and what they're made of and then and they still could they taste, still taste really pretty good. good but there is a difference you're like mm, okay <laughs> So you're talking about when you moved into the B zone now. Yeah. Well, just dogs. like, you know, there's a difference. <laughs> and, and we say this, we say this to people in the church world, like church staff world. We'll say, we'll say to people, now, you know how the sausage is made. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's to tell them like behind the scenes, there's ugly stuff that goes on with being a church staff member with what it means to produce a service, what it means, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's not all full of promise it's not all <laughs> honeymoon it's not all um twitter pated it's not all it, there's there's struggle and challenge and difficulty which that's an interesting way to look at this right mm-hmm. church membership yeah right you've got people that come into uh you know a, a congregation uh you know they're part of the assembly and and they're like whoa like this is the best church ever yeah. Right, and then maybe you get a peek behind the curtain. I mean, yeah. not that we're like sitting there, like no. trying to you know say one thing and do another. Right? No. I mean, like not no, that, no, no. but like, but I mean, life is is messy. Yeah, it's messy for you. It's messy for me. It's messy for mm-hmm. JB. Yeah. Right, and and sometimes uh, you <laughs> when you start to get a peek at some of those things, mm-hmm. or you realize, oh man, like I can't believe. Like two of these pastor guys were like yelling at each other about something like that doesn't, that doesn't seem right. That's happened. I think I've, I've usually been the one I've, dude, I was like hollering at Kinsey about something. This was a couple of years ago. I felt really bad. I had to go back and apologize, but, but, but then it's like, oh, okay. This isn't as, yeah, as, as, you know, fantastical as I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know about this. And this is where you've got people that leave churches for, some people leave churches for legitimate yeah. reasons, really good reasons. Yeah. Uh, then you've got people that leave churches because 
uh, it got a little uncomfortable. We asked you to put a mask on. Right. We, <laughs> a little throwback 2020, baby. Um, right there. <laughs> uh, and, and you've got people that leave, and it's they're kind of in that that B zone, yeah. which the the wording that Pastor Ryan used there is it's full of problems, right? Uh, which is maybe a little bit hyperbolic, um, but or it's just it has kind of, problems, right? Right. There are yeah. some there are some some bumps in the road, yeah. kind of that. Well, hey, this isn't what I signed up for, right? Kind of. You mentality. become more aware. You become more conscious of the act, the actual reality, the circumstance you find yourself in, and I feel like that that zone A, the full of promise. None of the none of the problems didn't exist when you were in zone A. Right. They were all you're, there. You're largely uh, it's a perception ignorant thing. of them or yeah. out yeah. of yeah. infatuation, well, love, or whatever. You kind of uh, just ignore them. You we, know? we live, we, we live in, in a land of uh, Amish people, right? And, and sometimes you'll see uh, a horse driving down the road and they've got this thing on their faces, their heads, and they're like these little flappers that go on the left side and the right side of their eyes. And it keeps them from looking to the left or the right, just straight ahead. It's because if they look to the left or to the right, right where you look is where you're going. Yeah, they're they're going to go, you know. And so I think sometimes in that A zone, we we are very myopic. You know, we're very just like, you know, this is the way, this is what's happening. And then when we get to that B zone, the one full of problems, it's a big lurch. Mm. You know, like it's a big grind to the gears. Like you, you kind of start seeing some things that are are a challenge. What I loved about this message, and we could do an entire other podcast about, <laughs> is... You should have brought this up sooner. We're almost halfway I done, know. man. Well, and <laughs> we, we totally could. But uh, Father Ronald, Ronald Rollheiser has a book called Sacred Fire, and he has a couple other books that are specific to uh, the stages of life mm-hmm. and what it looks like for men, what it looks like for women, and then the different flowchart style trajectories that one can take huh it's very powerful i'm going to show you the diagram when we're done yeah my spiritual director doug shared this with me this last week um, and just shared this one uh, particular screenshot from a diagram and it was like oh my gosh that is so true it is every that is true um but i think that 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 is when you get to that b zone it really is this fork in the road where you can go towards wanting to just quit or doing what, what would a person do in the B zone, Josh, to not be lured to just give up and quit? Uh, what do you think? Re, re, I mean, you're talking about like, what are, what are some habits, practices, that kind of thing that they could utilize? To yeah. Not I mean, do if, that, if, or... if the title of the message is how to break the quit cycle, we come into zone a full of promise, full of flowers and sunshine. Okay. We okay. get to yeah, yeah, yeah. zone B and we start to, Whoa, wait a minute. So I, I would actually, I would rewind and this is like okay. anytime I do premarital counseling, you know, with a couple, like, okay. Like it's, it's looking at expectations. Mm. So when you're still in the, the A zone, yeah. uh, let's look at your expectations for this relationship. In uh, this new season? In, in, like, no, like right now. Okay, okay. Hey, what do you think this looks like okay. moving forward? Okay. I mean, we. I, I love the tool that we use, Symbus, Saving Your yes. Marriage Before It Starts. Yeah. I mean, it looks at, and it, it asks each, each one in the couple mm-hmm. to say, hey, uh, who's putting gas in the car? Who's taking out the garbage? Who's doing? Yeah, I mean, like simple expectations. Simple expectations, wow. because oftentimes, that's cool. Oftentimes, Formation. conflict arises uh, because of unmet expectations, ah, right, and so, assumptions. Yes. So if we can identify those expectations, yeah, we could say, all right. So you're looking down the corridor of your marriage, yeah, and you think, oh, well, psh, well yeah, he's gonna put gas in the car every time, <laughs> and he's and thinking, growing up. Uh, and, so much, of which it. is often what fuels those expectations. Yes, what we have a front row seat to, right? As as a kid, that is often what fuels our level of expectation. Yeah. Well, hey, no, dad always did this. Right, mom always did this. So I'm going into marriage thinking, well, as a yeah. guy, this is what I do. Yeah, this is what she does. But maybe that was not at all her experience. Yep, and she lived in a spot where it was flip flopped. Now you're in zone B, and now, now so, you're in zone B. Dr. Ted Tripp tells this story 
uh, about that exact thing. And mm. it, it, it's worth saying. And then you come right back to what you're saying. So him and his wife, uh, Margie, they got married and he came in and, and he's in the kitchen. He sees the refrigerator and you know, that space in between the cabinet and the refrigerator, uh -huh. you know, there's that little, just that little space. Well, Margie's wife had packed all of the paper bags. She folded them up neatly from the grocery store and put them alongside. And it was this storage space for these paper bags from the grocery. Maximize your space. Yeah. Dr. Tripp, uh, Ted Tripp is like, you can't do that because the refrigerator is an electrical unit that puts off heat and it has to have so much air, you know, circulation around it to keep it cool. <laughs> and he realizes in that moment that at his house, this was what he was taught by his dad about the refrigerator. He goes over to his mother-in-law's house next to the fridge in between that cabinet. <laughs> That's where you keep those all bags. these paper bags. Margie's <laughs> only doing what she grew up knowing to do. So I think that child childhood formation, the examples that we see within marriage are very crucial. So you, you have these unmet expectations. You have these assumptions, which viewers, listeners, you know what they say about assuming. We won't repeat it, but we know it. <laughs> what would a person do? So what do we do in this, this zone B uh, full of problems area. Well, again, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back again. Like I think you you first. I mean, if you're still in zone A, mm -hmm. look look forward. What are your okay. expectations? Really be clear about that. And and this applies to anything, right? Mm -hmm. Not just marriage. Again, you right. get a new job. Right. What do you think this is gonna look like? Yep. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put the. Oh man, I'm gonna work here for yes. 40 years. I'm gonna make it to the. I'm gonna be the CEO by the time yes. I'm done there. I'm gonna have the corner office. I'm gonna da 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 da. Yes. If we kind of project ourselves, you know, down the corridors of time, right. what do we think this is going to be like? Right. And then ideally we pause and say, hmm, is that actually a realistic expectation? <laughs> right. If I think, if yeah. I think, and, and this is where, you know, maybe I'm a jerk, right. But I sit down with couples and I tell them, right. Hey, right now, all you guys have been going out for a oh, year, year and a half. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> a shift is coming. Yes. Right. I mean, I think they've done, they've done the, they've done the math on this yeah. and you get 18 to 24 months, that yeah. honeymoon phase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that mm -hmm. kind of wears out that Twitter pated phase yes. wears out. And so depending on where a couple is in their length of dating relationship, et cetera, yep. mm -hmm. I'm, I try to make sure I warn them, Hey, like, some of those things that you're feeling right now, thinking right now, yeah. that's going to change. Yeah. And and that's not a bad thing. No. The, the way that I tell them, I actually say, man, I I go home and, and my wife says she loves me. Mm -hmm. Like at this stage in our relationship, that's not because her hormones are like going bonkers. It's right. Like, oh, this guy is so cute. Right. I just love him. I want right. to just eat him right up. Right. right. I mean, that's not right. it. My wife says she loves me because every day she wakes up and chooses to to love me right. even though i could be a jerk bag like <laughs> that's way better than the hormone thing yeah so yeah. i try to to get a feel for their current level of expectation but also paint a picture of hey the next stage yeah yes there's going to be some things mm -hmm. as you become more aware of mm -hmm. some of their little you know idiosyncrasies and things yes. that you're like oh, okay that's not as cute as i used to think it paper was paper bags by the you fridge know, despite all those things yeah what comes next is better right right so you so you hopefully <laughs> the most the most challenging thing about that though josh is that as much as you as a pastor in premarital counseling can say that oh yeah and can talk oh, about yeah. the a zone thing and right the b zone <laughs> thing you can't know it until you 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 actually experience it you can't actually you know it's it's kind of like well, I was listening to a podcast here. Oh, it was probably six months ago or so. And I can't even remember who it was. I think it was Preston Sprinkle. And I wanted to reach through the, the speakers and slap him. Because wow. he had this lady on, right? She was a psychiatrist, psychologist. Says She has a, a um, particularly this woman had a parenting practice, right? Where she would counsel children and she would counsel parents. You better not tell me she doesn't have her she own kids. She didn't have any kids. She like had the, no children. It's like that super nanny chick from I'm like, the UK look, or whatever several years ago. I don't care how doctory you are or what degrees you have. Uh, it, it's, well, my wife and I, <laughs> another, another thing. I won't name the counseling place, but there's a counseling place about 45 minutes from here. 
it's not desert streams. Uh, <laughs> and we went for a marriage tune-up for for marriage counseling, and they par- they pair us with this this. We could tell he was younger than us, you know, but whatever. So we sit down, and it's that that first meeting where you're like getting to know the person, whatever. And through the through the conversation, we come to find out this kid isn't even married and is a kid. Yeah, I mean, he's probably in my I mean, he he was maybe 30, you know, so he's not a kid. But, you know, we're in our early 40s and we've been married for 22 years and we messaged the people at the clinic and we're like, um, y'all might want to rethink this. You assigned a counselor who I'm sure God can use and he could tell us the scriptures and I'm sure he's perfectly capable. Um, that's not a good choice. Mm. So my point to saying all this is that there is an experiential reality to these zones that you don't know that water until you're swimming in it. You don't really, you can't really know. But what I'm saying is, and you've said some things, but what are some other things that we can do specifically to mitigate what's coming, those changes? Again, maybe maybe I'm just saying the same thing over again, so call me out if I, I am. But like I think, I think some of it is normalizing the fact that it's going to get bumpy. Yes, good. Okay. Right, like like, like recognize, it. hey, yeah. this isn't, I'm not some freak of nature because right. I'm, you know, I'm struggling in my job right yeah. now. I'm not. And we're I'm not, not in a, a marriage crisis because. Right, I'm not a bad husband. <laughs> yes. Because, good. you know, my spouse and I are in conflict. I'm not a bad friend. No. Because my, my friend and I are, you know, we're kind of butting heads right. on some stuff right now. Right. Normalizing that, uh, I, I yeah. think, is helpful because, yes. you know, it. It's kind of like if, if I have something physically wrong, right? Like I'll do something. Oh, man, I just tweaked my back wrong. For me, at least, if I can get some insight as to, well, what's wrong? Like mm-hmm. that alleviates a lot of the mm-hmm. pressure. If I'm like, no, no, no. Hey, hey, sure. what's going on? I have no idea what's sure. what's the origin of this. You just know, B, it's bad. We got problems. Oh, we got problems. Yeah. But if I recognize, oh, well, it's because you're an idiot, Josh, and you, you, know, you bent over and you tried to pick up, you know, 150 pounds of something. You know, and you just, you strained a muscle. Right. Oh, okay. Right. We're good. Yeah. Like, like that's normal, right? Yeah. That happens mm-hmm. when you're an idiot and you do this kind of thing, <laughs> right? Now, it, 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 take that and, and put it in the context of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like, am I just, am I a bad husband? Am I a bad employee? Right. Am I a bad, you know, boss? Am I a bad, you know. Did I make the wrong, right choice? Yes. Right, and now did I and, take the right job? Did and, I marry the right person? Right, and there are certain mindsets or yeah. within relationship. Again, this one's particularly with marriage, right? Where we we look at marriage a certain way, uh, and the way that that plays out in the face of problems. Some of that depends on kind of your mindset, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it comes back to uh, the the other half of church. So if we are within community and if we are in and, and community, I love some of the instruction I got as a, a very new believer and as a new married uh, person. So I was, I was taught early on you, you and Lisa, my wife and I, you were a family before Ian came along mm. and Lily and Leah and Mikey, you were already a family. They are now part of your family. And so thinking in that context that look, uh, and to not th- uh, not use quit terms. Divorce is not a word. My wife and I have ever spoken out loud to each other. That was actually, so before Nicole and I got married, yeah. that was one of the pieces of advice that. my dad gave me. He says, don't yes. that, don't even let that be in the lexicon. It is but not like, a that's, word. That's not, yeah. that's not something that you even And why is that? Bring up. Because, because what we know about, about marriage and about the vows that we made before God and God's people before the the pastor and before the the man or woman that you've you've gone into covenant with they're binding mm-hmm. they are binding mm-hmm. and so believing in the the rigidity of that covenant and the community that exists within that covenant will help you to say look yeah this is hard we are in this b zone this this problem zone but quitting it's not an option 
Right, and there are there are some other options that I don't like either. But well, this well is, right, because yes. you know, well, hey, well, quitting is not an option. Guess we'll just like grit our teeth and bear it. Well, yeah. that sounds pretty miserable too, right. right? And you have people that persist in just this right miserable state of existence yeah. within a relationship right. or in a job right. or in a you know. It's like no, how about we how yeah. about we get some tools? That's one of the things I love about uh, counseling, right? Yes. And and I like the I like the the wording you used, right? A, a marriage tune up. Yeah. Right. Man, as you go through different seasons of life, yeah. there are going to be situations you don't know how to handle. Oh, yeah. Like you need to bring somebody in to yeah. to help equip you yeah. to navigate this new challenge. Counselors, you know, a good counselor yes. is like that. They have the tools. Mm -hmm. They have, you know, ideally they've got some experience in yes. this where they can say, hey, education. Let me, let me, yeah. let me but talk. Listeners yeah. or viewers, I would say, and I know Josh is going to agree with me on this. Um, it doesn't have to be a counselor or a therapist. Uh, it can be, I, I know for me, my, what I generally will turn to in things like this, older people. Because it goes back to that A zone, B zone thing. Like, I have no idea what it means to be married for 30 years or to mm. be 60 years old. I don't know what that looks like. But I know I know quite a few people that have loved Jesus and loved their spouses for 30 years and are 60 years or older. And so I turn to elders in the faith, what I would call mentors in the faith. Uh, it's not always that you have to go to a therapist or a counselor. It, it is. No, but they, I mean, there's again, there, I think the stigma is lessening. With counselors should, within the yes, church, yes. but I mean, I think counselors have a, a valuable place. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, I I agree also. Uh, the key, if you're if you're, let's say you've been married for two years, and mm -hmm. and you're, you're like, Ooh, we're we're hitting B zone stuff mm -hmm. right here. Uh, what do we do? Yeah, find somebody who's been married longer than you, mm -hmm. and who's in a healthy place in their yes. marriage. Right? This is- this, Somebody's marriage that you want. This drives, yes, that's a good way to say it. Because this drives me crazy, mm -hmm. right? Hey, I'm somebody's struggling in their marriage and who do they go to? All their divorced friends. <laughs> guess guess what kind of advice? Well, you know what? I got divorced. Worked out pretty good for me. Sounds like you need to quit. Right, yeah. Let's just give up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I had, and this, this ticked me off. Maybe I've brought this up on this podcast before. I had a buddy. This was years and years ago. Him and his wife were in a, uh, they were in a B-zone <laughs> arena. Mm -hmm. uh, he went to a counselor. Uh, the counselor said to my buddy, well, it sounds like she doesn't love you anymore. You guys should probably get a divorce. I was like, well, you paid this butthead for this advice? <laughs> Way to edit yourself like, there, Josh. <laughs> like, what? You, let's use your word, jerk bag. That's right. <laughs> it's like, no. That's not godly counsel. No, no that's terrible. That's not godly that's counsel. That's terrible. So yeah. I, I, like what, I like what you said. Find somebody who has a marriage that you're like, man, that would be great. Now, in one sense, right, Pastor Ryan talked about the danger of kind of the comparison game. Mm -hmm. But if I look at a couple, I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like, they they seem to have this together. Yeah, they probably don't have it quite yeah. as together as we, we think. Sure. But yeah. they're 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Oh yeah. And they still love each other. And they want to be around each other. In our world, Josh, that's huge. I mean, and, and the proof is in the pudding. Jesus said in Luke 735, wisdom is justified by her children. Mm. So early on when when Lisa and I uh, got married and we had a baby coming right away, right after the honeymoon, <laughs> Ian was on the way, uh, we looked at couples in our church and we, we looked at marriages that we wanted to emulate, but we also looked at parents and we looked at their kids and we said, those are the people that we're going to go mm. talk to. We had we had some good, both of us had some good and bad uh, formation in terms of how to parent, had great things that we learned, not so great things. Um, and then, and we wanted to kind of put some more, as Kinsey would say, tools in our tool belt. Yeah. Uh, and so we went to these other parents and it was, it was a, it was a couple uh, by the name of Mike and Judy Slack. And we looked at their kids and their kids to this day, their kids love Jesus and they're our kids age, uh, a little bit older than our kids. Um, but we looked at that and, and we realized like we want it. Follow me as I follow Christ. We saw these people following Christ in their marriage. We saw these people following Christ as parents. And so we're like, I'm going to follow them. I'm going to follow them. And so if you're listening or watching and you're finding yourself in this B zone full of problems and look, Josh and I are very obviously talking from the context of marriage because we're both married men. Uh, but this applies in any relationship. It replies, uh, it applies to in singles. It, it applies uh, at work. It, it does apply. 
don't be afraid to reach out to someone that you respect mm. and just start asking questions, you know, just start asking questions. You're going to be surprised at what you'll find. Um, my wife and I, like I said, we've been married 23 years. We've got kids from uh, 15 up to 22. We find ourselves in parenting situations even now where we're saying, <laughs> I think we need to we gotta, ask someone who's- bring somebody into this. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I think we need to ask somebody who, who's been down this road. Like mm. we, we, could, we need some counsel. And so do that, listener or viewer, if you're in the, the B zone, um, it's okay to say, I don't know, and to ask someone uh, that does know. Josh- Obviously, the the B zone is is the place where people and, and Ryan shared with us. This is the place where people really take that fork in the road towards mm -hmm. quitting. Mm -hmm. Okay, but Ryan kind of paint kind of painted a picture. This third zone, this C zone. Unpack that for listeners and viewers. So the kind of the wording used here is it's full of payoffs. Yeah, right? this this is where you've you've established talk about trust that language within the, in the well. What is a payoff? Here's the reality, right? We benefit from one another in a place of community and relationship, mm -hmm. whether that's a friendship, right? Mm -hmm. Like ideally, yeah. right? You and I both benefit because we're friends. Yes. Right. Yep. In a marriage, right? You yep. benefit from having this loving, trusting relationship yep. that spans the years. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there are there are payoffs there. You you prove faithful in your job. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are financial payoffs. I mean, from having a job. Well, let's talk about that. But, but there are also, yeah. I think it's important that we we can unpack that language because he says zone C is the zone that's full of payoffs. What is a payoff? A payoff is is something that happens after a period of time where there was previous investment. Mm -hmm. You know, for most of us, like in 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 the the pretty affluent uh, American, uh, the western part of the world. You know, our homes are our greatest assets, the mm -hmm. things that we've been paying the death note, the mortgage note on, right? But there comes this time, a lot of people, it's in their late 50s, early 60s, where that 30-year loan that they took out in their 20s, they pay off that last payment. And because they have made all these little payments, you know, at the beginning, it's all interest. It's not principal. And then you get to about a midway point and it, it flips and there's more principle of each payment than, and then towards the end, you're not paying interest anymore. You're, you're just paying down the debt that you owe. And that payoff represents a long-term investment. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to consider this C zone as a place of, of the, after the passing of time, you can't get to the C zone with a snap of your finger. You can't get to the C zone in premarital counseling. As much no. as and as great no. as Josh is going to do in that and tell you all the ideas, you can't get to zone C until you get to zone C. Well, and because I think some of it, and I'd be curious to pick your brain on this, and I know we're trying to be we're good. a little more disciplined here, but my one of my questions is is the is the severity of the B zone and the length of the uh -huh. B zone dependent on what we do in the A zone and the beginning phases of the B zone. Yes. Here, here, here's what I mean, right? Because like you said, yeah. I could I could be the best friggin' premarital counselor in the world, which I bet I'm, you I'm are. probably not. Right. No. But but you could you could expose them to all of these ideas, mm -hmm. you know, try to normalize mm -hmm. the shift that's coming down the, the road, yep. give them tools to yep. navigate it. Yep. But when you hit that B zone, yeah. Do you actually utilize any of the tool? Right. I mean yeah. so, <laughs> so like everybody has a plan in a boxing match. Until they get punched in the face. That's right. <laughs> All your plans go out the you know, door and you get you know, sucked it, in the mouth. When the crap hitteth the fan, you know, like what are we what are we gonna do? You know, do we actually lean into this? Yes. Now? That's so, the fork. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, am I gonna mm -hmm. am I gonna work through this? Yeah. Or am I gonna try to find the the escape hatch uh, yeah. right here? Because I think, you know, and I mean, and Pastor Ryan kind of alluded to, yeah, hey, these seasonal, that's like these people that have been married 40, 50 years. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you're not problem free. No. When you've been married 40 or 50 years, no. every season of life brings different, different yeah. challenges, right? Different, yeah, yeah. different problems and struggles that you have to navigate, mm -hmm. right? You get to the point where you've been married 50 years. Now you're dealing with, with 
potential, you know, health issues yeah. and like, I mean, all these different mm -hmm. components that, yep. that go with that. Um, so it's not that you get to a place where you're problem free. My question to you, get your opinion, right? Could that C zone happen much sooner depending on the investment that you make in that particular relationship in a marriage hey oh. we're going to be really intentional we're going to we're going to figure out yep. how to to navigate these things if yes. we can if we can put some general practices yes. in place as a as a couple as a friendship yes. as an employee you know i'm going to put some things in place now yes and that's where that payoff comes in like you're saying yes. I'm, we're we're going to be intentional to invest if if i'm 10 years into my marriage yeah. right and i haven't done jack crap yeah to really cultivate a strong relationship yeah i'm i'm probably significantly delaying yes. you know, when i'm going to get to that to that c mm -hmm. zone or worse or <laughs> what if in the a zone period you, you have this a zone period and then you immediately not only don't do the things that are the good things but you do bad things hmm and now you're you're even farther behind. Oh. And it's kind of like, you know, as a dad, I tell my kids, you know, we've all seen this math. Ramsey puts out this math. You know, if you put X hundred dollars a month by the t when you're 20, by the time you're 65, you'll you'll own planets out in space. Like you will be a <laughs> gajillionaire. You know what I mean? All these kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like what you're saying. And this kind of does segue us really well into some of these solution points to invest in zone a deal with zone B so that zone C is very, very um, like compounding interest, right? We know it's true, right? You put X dollars in at the beginning when you're in your early twenties, that's 60, 62, 65, you have uh, enough to live for 20 years, hopefully. Um, marriage is much the same way. So what are, what are he, he shared three things. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's unpack those for listeners and viewers. First one that he brought up is move from self-serving to self-sacrificing. He references John 13, which is where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And he yeah. says, now go and do likewise. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's this call uh, of Jesus on us to live service oriented lives right a lot of times and again and whether this is at work whether this is in a, a romantic relationship whether this is you know whatever you're in your classroom at school mm -hmm. and you have conflict oftentimes right if we really kind of reflect on what's driving this uh and and maybe this is just me right mm -hmm. it's if if i'm feeling the tension i feel the mm -hmm. weight of a problem uh it is often because you know when i really drill down I didn't get what I want. Yep. <laughs> and I'm and I'm upset about it. And so, so. much of, of that transition between A zone and B zone, uh, when you're first and newly married, you, you, you have this idea that you are God's instrument to change and make your spouse into the person <laughs> that God really wants them to be. Which ultimately, you mean the person you want them to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you're expect, and you have these expectations and assumptions on change, what you think they should be or shouldn't be. And, and, that has to shift because it is very much self-serving because mm -hmm. the person that you want them to be, it, it, maybe there's some good parts of that, but a lot of that is, is just self-serving. So self-sacrifice, very, very important. John 13, 14. What, what was uh, number two, Josh? Uh, prayer is not supplemental, but instrumental. I love so that just, language. So just pulling prayer in. And I think we can uh, extrapolate this to all the relationships. I mean, he kind of camped mm -hmm. out on, hey, as as married couples, do you pray together? Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I think I think prayer is a, a beneficial tool in any relationship as you're in like a B zone. In every particular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, again, the call of Jesus, pray for your enemies, yeah. pray for these people, pray for these people, yes. pray for these people. Uh, Let's say, let's say you and I have a, a struggle, right? We're in yeah. a, a place of conflict, which conflict is not automatically bad, right? I'll tell nope. you a little side note. Yeah. If I sit down with a couple, like, oh, no, it's great. You're like, yeah, we never fight. I'm like, okay, one of you is lying, right? Because <laughs> it means you're probably, you know, yeah. yes. shoving down your preferences because right. the odds of two people always agreeing on every single thing, <laughs> not going to happen, no. right? So, <laughs> no. so conflict is not bad, but let's no. say you and I are in a, a place of conflict. Uh, and man, we're just, we're really button heads. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. Right. For me to sit it's in what a, we do with it, sit in a place of prayer and say, 
All right, Lord. Mm-hmm. First of all, man, I pray for my brother, Josh. Yeah. I know he's a good dude. He's got a good heart. <laughs> right? Like, but also, Lord, like, what's in me? Like, what, yeah. what am I contributing to this? Am I seeing uh, this clearly? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like am I, yeah. am I uh, pouring gas on a fire that I shouldn't be? Mm-hmm. Am I, am mm-hmm. I stuff? Am I trying to put out a fire mm-hmm. that should be, you know, I mean, right. what, it, what's my own uh, mm-hmm. responsibility? Because then that also ties into the third uh, thing that he brought up. I think praying self, self-sacrificially as well. Mm-hmm. rather than being self-serving in our prayers it, it, it's a must he was in second chronicles 14 11 uh, 16 17 um i i would say probably this is would be my number one advice in b zone is prayer number one number one thing you'll notice you'll notice that if you can't pray with someone something is very very seriously broken well, if you just cannot have it, of a vertical connection with God with another person. But like you said, I think the two things are, are can be linked, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the prayer and self-sacrifice, go to Jesus command, love your enemies, pray for those that hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's sacrificial. Cause I, yes. I, feel I don't like want I, to pray I, for them. I have a legitimate thing against yes. this person and you might, and you, you might, yeah. but Jesus is telling me to, to set that aside yeah. and pray blessings and goodness over mm-hmm. this person. Like that's a, that is in a sense a self-sacrifice. And this is, this is where I believe uh, liturgy is so very helpful. I, I feel like, and there's so much good liturgy out there. You know, you might be in a place where your, your significant other listener of viewer, you can't even pray for them. Mm-hmm. Like his stuff is so broken and so, so disconnected. Find some liturgy. You know, I, I, I love Ruth Haley Barton's. I pray every day. I pray the same thing. Lord Jesus Christ, I lift X into your holy presence. May they experience the deep peace of Christ today. Because I know the deep peace of Christ is blessings. I'm praying blessing over someone where there might be a little bit of friction or they've sinned against me or whatever it might be. Uh, So prayer is very important. What was number three, Josh? Number three is stop living in broken Eden, which essentially that's the blame game. The blame game. That's exactly what I have. These things kind of all, you know, rolling together. It's easy uh, in the face of uh, B zone Mm -hmm. (laughs) problems Mm -hmm. to, well, if, if she would just, or if, Hey, if my boss would just, Mm -hmm. if my employees would just, you know, And, and we're putting all the responsibility, all the weight on the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not that's not a Jesus model. Nope. <laughs> like, Josh, I was recently in a, in a group dynamic uh, with some people that were in conflict. Um, myself and another uh, person was, was kind of listening ears. We were holding space for a couple, two other people who were in really, really like shouting at one another kind of conflict. And uh, at the towards the end, as the Lord was present, he was present in this conversation. It was so beautiful. Um, I, I sensed that I was supposed to ask every person in this circle of, of conflict to say, I, I need you now to say your part. Mm. I want you to, to say what your responsibility was. I want you to own what you can own. I don't want you to talk about any other person in this room. So I'm asking for I statements. And we went around that circle and I was, I did too. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I, this is where I contributed to this conflict. And this is the change that I'm going to make. And you could just sense the room. This, like this whole atmosphere changed. It was beautiful, Josh. Um, this was a great message. Yeah. If you, again, if you didn't, yeah. uh, didn't hear it, you can, wherever you're engaging with the podcast, you can catch the message on that same uh, platform. So yeah. go ahead and do this. And yeah. don't forget to like, and share, you know, maybe you've got a friend or family member or someone that you're in conflict. Maybe sharing this podcast with them is that first step towards reconciliation, mm-hmm. you know, and we pray that that's what would happen. Uh, I know Ryan wants that for the messages that he shares. Uh, like and subscribe. Definitely give us a review. We're we're getting closer and closer to those thousand subscribers. Nine eighty three. Nine eighty three. So we got two more from last week. We're getting close. Seventeen more coffee events coming up. Yeah, March twenty um, three. March twenty three. Did we? Is it live? We haven't because haven't we need looked. to talk about the cap. I'm gonna go okay. ahead and throw it out here, just knowing how coffee. I don't think we can take more than fifty participants. Okay. That would be, and that might even be a little high. So I did w- talk to Ben. 
I think ben, oh, cool. Ben, Ben's, Ben's good Yeah, to I brew. do too, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I oh, message yeah. him on, on Instagram. So, Ben, yeah, and we'll see if Skylar's still in town. Okay. Uh, my daughter, Lily, if she's, depending on how she's doing from her surgery. Um, so, yeah, we're excited for this coffee event coming up. It'll be great to just hang out with some of the listeners, viewers, and anybody else. Maybe you don't listen or watch. But you like coffee. And you tell them uh, to come. That yeah, would be drag cool, a, too. Drag a friend along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get them highly caffeinated. But definitely help us reach that subscription goal. Uh, and again, like and share this podcast. It helps us grow. Uh, next week, Josh, you are going to be with a special guest. Uh, yeah. Because you I'm out of town. Yep. Uh, special guest. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined <laughs> to be determined <laughs> i'll be out of town for work uh but yeah we josh and special guests we'll see you next week that's right we appreciate you guys thanks for listening to radiant reflections the podcast of the radiant life church in sturgis michigan we hope today's edition of radiant reflections has helped you live like jesus and share his love with your family friends and neighbors To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.